Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Coach Eric Johnson, The Brand. And this is Coach Aaron Thigpen, The Source. How are you doing, EJ? I'm doing good, my man. What's going on with you today? Oh, not much. The rain. Uh, it's that time of year. Yep. So, um, got a lot of my spring sport athletes who've been putting a lot of time over the winter and done their off-season training, some more than others. But uh, that moment of truth is coming coming to uh, a lot of these guys. It's uh, tryout time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whether it's whether you're you know a little leaguer or even our big leaguers like uh, you know Robert Robert Stevenson. Yeah. They're all uh, headed to that moment of truth. So. Yeah, the tryouts. And speaking of trials, Aaron, we got a seminar on February the 25th at 10 a.m. at GameSpeed, and it's talking about, you know, navigating travel ball. And it's a a great uh, topic, and it's a question and answer period that we're going to have during that Saturday at 10 a.m. And I think it's a a good uh, resource for, you know, um, the parents and the players. So, uh, that kind of ties into what we're talking about because it is navigating a little bit, navigating trials, navigating travel ball. So we got that coming up, Aaron, on uh, February 25th. Look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be good, guys. You should definitely join us. Limited seating, but uh, we want you to come. Okay? Cool. So, um, you know, we're just going to riff on this today. Just kind of go a little bit everywhere, I would think. But, you know, do you want to start or I'll start? Yeah, I do want to start because, you know, I always always liked to, I, I heard this about, I think you and I got a text about 10 days ago from a young, one of our athletes, and they were talking about tryouts and, and um, a young player, and he did very well. And do we play him up? You know, do we play, play this athlete up a little yeah, bit yeah. and play ahead of the game a little bit? Or do we leave him, let him have some success? It's his first year of coach pitch, excuse me, kid pitch and stuff like that. So that's, you know, I'm gonna start off on, on the young kids, move all the way up through, you know, basically professional baseball. I mean, my goodness, you got Robert Stevenson in there working his butt off every day in your gym. Uh, he's like five, six days a week, man. He is grinding hard. So um, trials are important because I think understanding um, just the mindset of going out there as an athlete, uh, whether you're a young kid that's eight or nine or you're a professional athlete, it's all the same. There's nerves, I think. And I think nerves are good. It, it lets you know that you're aware of what's happening and it puts the body in a different place mentally um, and physically a little bit. And I think understanding nerves, it's all right to have nerves. It's all right to to feel that uneasiness or that awkwardness a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. That just tells your body and yourself that, hey, yeah, this is important and I'm ready for this. And I think that's important because some people think, you know, it's not being scared. It's actually butterflies. I think that's a better word, Aaron. Butterflies are good for us. That just makes us, as they say these days, woke. <laughs> You're awake, woke. You know, you know what I'm saying, man. It's. I think that's good, man. It, it just it shows that you care. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It shows that you care. So nerves. How do you deal with nerves or the butterflies? I think it's a good thing that you know you're you're feeling that little tension in your body. Right. No, I would agree, uh, Mr. Good Cop. Now I'm gonna be. <laughs> now I'm gonna be bad cop. Uh, 
you're less likely to have you actually you're going to probably have less nerves if you prepared so now this is where i get to wag my finger at those who haven't done the work okay if you do the work if you get out there and you've done all of your off-season training and and you've worked on maybe your new pitches or worked on your swing on the off-season gotten your body in shape you're probably going to have less nerves and um and and so my thing is preparation is the key to your tryouts because you're trying to put your your best foot forward now for you know you new kids yeah you're traveling into the unknown you know the coaches don't know you uh, the other players don't know you and you're kind of establishing your athletic character you know uh, who you are your athletic identity and so you know you should be ready to put your best foot forward whether that means you know it's through hustle whether it means you know through paying attention to what the coaches are saying and instruction and, and from arriving on time, having all your equipment, uh, all of those things um, make up that your athletic identity and at least is the initial impression you're going to give to your to the coaches and your fellow athletes. So... You okay, know. so you played, the bad, you played that bad cop on it. I like that though because... You know, you're right. If you're prepared, then you're less nervous. You're right, or you have less butterflies. That's right. Um, I think in tryouts and and being a coach, Aaron, and still active in the coaching industry, and as I go and evaluate baseball athletes, I look at their demeanor, how they carry themselves, you know, how they carry their bag, their interaction with other athletes. Um, Do they walk around with that aura about themselves that hey i'm here i have arrived and i feel good about i i have the eye contact i'm not looking down or kind of looking around am i engaged in the process of trying out looking at the coach uh i'm ready to go i'm there early i'm just i have my gear ready it's not like okay what am i doing i'm like i'm out of control demeanor your character all of that i think that's a big thing when i go and scout athletes and they're trying to make a team, whether I was coaching for USA Baseball or if I was just scouting for my organization, EJ Sports, um, I would just, I look at everything. Like, how's that guy wearing his uniform? How does he like look at other people? What is his engagement in what we're trying to do at the start? Like that's even before we even done any action. Right. And you know what? Now that I'm listening to you, you make that point. You know, I think one of the things that might be often overlooked because we are and even me you know we're you know my last statement was more about the physical you know in a sense you know preparing physically preparing you know technically tactically but i think you know from listening to your last comment that there's a there's a social aspect that you have to be ready for and like you said that you know again that kind of goes into what i talked about athletic identity but it's about how are you going to interact with those around you? What's your demeanor going to be? What spirit are you going to bring to the team? And I think, yeah, as a coach, you pick up on those things. Hey, is this kid going to be a poison pill because he's got a bad attitude? You know, or is this kid, even though he's not the most talented, is this kid going to be a leader? 
And those, I think, do factor in on, hey, am I going to put this kid on the roster? And if you're a bubble kid, it's probably going to come down to your athletic character more so than anything else, not your athletic ability. If we're talking about the, the last one or two roster spots or whatever, and most things are fairly even, it's probably going to be, you know, people are generally gravitate to those who they want to work with, you know? Right. And it's going to be, do I want to work with this kid or do I want to work with this kid? You know? And, and so I think establishing that persona is important as well. Now, the second thing that kind of uh, provoked some thought was actually basically what you're talking about is organized, being organized. And I and we talk to athletes about that all the time. And yeah, it may not be that simple up front because you may not know your, your practice schedule and those sorts of things, but you do want to start to anticipate, hey, how am I going to organize my life once baseball or once the season takes off you right. know practices are generally during this time how am I going to get my studies in how am I going to get my training in? how am I going to get my other responsibilities you know done once the season starts so this way you're, you know if you're at least thinking about that you can now hey maybe I need to change my tutoring time or you know now I may need to do again my workout in the morning versus and so I think you want to start to strategize a little bit and anticipate moving your schedule around and maybe starting to get those things in place early versus later. Uh, and and to, to key off that point, Aaron, is it's really a shift in your schedule because, you know, when you're training for the sport and getting ready for tryouts, um, sometimes it's not an everyday thing. You get in the high school tryouts, bud, and you know this, it's five days, six days a week. And that's different for a lot of athletes we train because, you know, you know, we have uh, a handful of athletes that, that come into the gym five days a week, four days a week. But, you know, it may, may be over an eight-week period only. We're talking now, these athletes that are going into the spring sport are going at it for February, March, April, part of, of May, half of May, or maybe to the end of May. That's four months where, you know, you're grinding five days, six days a week sometimes, six days. And you really have to be on top of organization, you know? And I think as, and I'm gonna go off a little bit here on a tangent, as you make your team, the coach looks at that for that year. So the upcoming year, that could play a, 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 a role in if you're going to be on the team the following year. You see, I'm always thinking ahead. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm thinking about. But that's off on another tangent. We could talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> um, but um, being organized, like you said, I think is key. Here's something that you said to me and uh, when you were making your point before. I call it coachability. Yeah. Does this guy listen? Here, coachability, I, I look at it this way, Aaron. And you and I talk about this in the gym all the time. You tell an athlete something and they do it the way you want them to. Then you tell another athlete something, the same thing, and they give you, yeah, yeah, coach, yeah, yeah, coach. And then come back five minutes later, would you say? Or <laughs> how do I do that? And you just, I've seen demonstrated to oh, yeah. athletes. And like, 
I want you to do this many times and then run a sprint, whatever. And they come back, what do I do? You know, are you really listening? Coachability is the ability to not hear, but to listen and follow through. And that's part of tryouts, man. I mean, if I'm a coach and I tell a player something, you know, I have a guy work out with me sometimes periodically on our teams and I, and I test them. I go, okay, I need you to do this. And then they come back to me and they, they would you say, is that player really listening? So for you guys out in trials, listen to your coach and do what your coach wants you to do. Cause that could be part of the test, whether it's wrong or right. That's not the issue. They want to make sure you're listening to what they're saying. And can you follow instructions? And are you coachable? ability to be coachable yeah well uh, you hear me say it all the time coaching is a transfer of information and if you're not listening you're not getting information you're not getting better so right uh it's the number one key that's the conduit to how to get better and that's uh you know it's a mental thing not a physical thing um, so go ahead go ahead Aaron. oh well just one of the things i was going to mention more I had to do more with a lot of my high school guys okay and um i see this all the time inevitably i have one or two guys or i have i hear a story of 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 a couple of guys getting hurt and that's in the weight room guys in the weight room you go in there and coaches want you to max lift okay i'm not a big fan of that especially for you guys who haven't been doing much more guys get hurt. They hurt their shoulder. They hurt their knees. They hurt their back. Trying to max lift. I really, I know there's coaches out there probably listen to this like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be telling us this. But you know what? I, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. What is a max lift going to tell you at the beginning of a baseball season where you're probably not going to do much lifting during the season anyway? Right. You know? So I would be careful on that. Same thing with sprints. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. guys go out there and they're not ready to sprint at full speed and then they pull their hamstring. So you guys, you have to listen to your body. You have to understand where you are, where, your where you are in your preparation and make sound choices on what activities you're really going to participate in. Because you're not going to make the team if you're sitting on the bench with the pulled hamstring no way we could try outs your chances are, <laughs> are going to be a lot slimmer or you know now you've got to nurse a nurse a shoulder injury for the next three weeks you know as the season starts it's not a great way to start your season so you know i i, I get the the zeal to want to prove yourself in front of the coaches and and your teammates and those sorts of things but you also kind of want to take that uh, be a little more responsible about how you're you're doing things. Aaron, I want to, you know, you said something to me. It made me think, why do people max lift? <laughs> I mean, that to me? yeah, I, the, the basics is really just you want <laughs> most coaches want to get a baseline of where an athlete's at. And then you max lift either periodically <clears throat> or, you know, towards the end of whatever your training cycle is. So that you can kind of see the growth, but the growth is more in, at least in my opinion, is in your max lift. And so for sports and for sports other than powerlifting and weightlifting, 
what does that really tell you? Okay, you've gotten stronger, but you've only gotten stronger at that. Well, most of us aren't weightlifters, powerlifters. We're athletes. Right. So that doesn't necessarily tell you that 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 ability is going to transfer onto the field, onto the track, onto the court. So I think it's I think it's high risk, low reward, in my opinion. If you're doing a progressively uh, loaded or progressively based program where you're you're adding loads and those athletes are handling loads, well, that probably should tell you that your athletes are getting better. They right. get stronger. So to, to, to now then throw in, hey, we're, we're going to do a max. Well, I, I don't really think it provides as much value as I think <laughs> it does. I think it's more based on tradition and ego. You know, guys want, and again, it's great to be able to see what your max is. But, you know, at the risk of what? At the risk of hurting your back, at the risk of hurting your knee, at the risk of hurting your shoulder, especially with, you know, these Olympic lifts. You got to be careful. So, and 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 thinking of that training situation scenario, when you're doing these lifts, aren't they? Aren't you supposed to be doing them at sixty-five percent, seventy-five percent load? Yeah, it, it just load? depends on you know what the training protocols are, where you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because certain athletes need to build strength, certain athletes need to build endurance, some athletes need to build power. You need to use different modalities for that. You're going to use, you know, three sets of 10, you're going to use four sets of five, you know, you're going to, those sorts of things. But to, like I said, to kind of have that, that day where you're just kind of going all out, um, you got to do that with caution. And I, I would probably do that if I was going to do that, do that with athletes who are seasoned i wouldn't do it with freshman athletes you know i would i would do it with athletes probably been in a program at least a year or two and have some physical maturity and have um the training iq to know okay um this is this is where my limit is versus trying to you know keep up with others or trying to impress others in the gym so uh, I just don't think it's it's, it's worth it. especially you know when you first come to a team and you're trying out and everyone's in there and you know you got the everyone shouting and going on and you're trying to do something that you really haven't been prepared to do you know <laughs> and your form gets bad and maybe you're fatigued and then boom something bad happens yeah I always wanted to ask you that because I never understood that as I see baseball athletes do this and it's an old school in me and it's a new school in me too but I just I don't understand the max lift You're, I remember when I was training Aaron I was getting ready for spring training or tryouts I thought there was a risk of me getting hurt yeah exactly by doing something like that that was you know crazy you know especially if I was like a week or two weeks out I was tapering down my workouts, if anything. Yeah. So I would be kind of fresh. I'd still lift and all that stuff. But I'd be tapering down slowly and concentrating on something that I think athletes don't really concentrate on: flexibility. Yeah. Or um, movement of their muscle groups, so they are prepared for a tryout. Yeah. 
you know, um, I think the one thing that happens to athletes, and I'll talk to baseball, is the first day of tryouts, you know, you get three ground balls, and then the next day you may not get any ground balls, and then the third day you take infield, outfield, and the fourth day you scrimmage and you're an infielder and you've gotten three to 10 ground balls in four days. So I tell the players in tryouts, just because you have tryout that day doesn't mean you don't, you know, you, you, you don't stop doing your work or your routine. You still have to do your routine. Maybe you stay after the tryout and take extra ground balls. Yeah. You, you, you still have to work. They think, okay, I'm at the tryout. I'll just do what they do in the tryout. Isn't there a work factor during that trial, Aaron, if you're not getting enough work, that you still need to do your routine and you still need to do what got you there? I think athletes forget about that in tryouts. They just do what they tell them to do that day and they go home and they said, okay, that was it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I that, that drives me crazy. I go, but didn't you stay after and do your work? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it because you know, athletes, you establish this routine and then all of a sudden for two weeks, it's just thrown, it's just thrown into, you know, it's thrown out the window because now you're following someone else's routine. And so, yes, if you're playing the long game and you're talking about, hey, you know, tryouts are just a moment in time. I still need to be good after tryouts, whether I make the team or not. Right. And you've got to say now, okay. And that's part of that, maybe that anticipation of, of, where we talked about managing your schedule and getting things, you know, you know, handling how you're going to keep everything moving is saying, okay, well, you know, practice from this time to this time, I'm still gonna, you know, maybe I'll get a hold of a buddy and we'll do some ground balls after practice is over. So I can still get my reps in, or we're going to do some swings after, you know, practice or, or maybe you're doing them before earlier in the day or whatever, but yeah, you still want to look at, hey, I've still got to continue my development. And even though right. I'm, I'm going through this process for the next week or two, I don't want to lose sight of that. And and so, but, you know, again, you, you got to kind of look at the whole thing globally in terms of, you know, am right. I getting beat up in practice? If I am, well, maybe I'm going to have to take that time off. You right. Know, or maybe I do it before the workout so that way I don't sacrifice, you know, my routine. Uh, I really think it's important for pitchers. You know, you may have a, a, a warm up routine that is really works for your arm and your body. And then you get into a situation where, hey, well, this is the, the team's kind of routine for getting ready and find yourself not prepared that's when you really got to start to navigate and say, well, hey, you know what? That really didn't prepare me the other day. I need to do this and this. So now you maybe try and find that time to maybe do a pre-warm-up where you're getting some of those movements in, getting some of those exercises in that makes sure that your arm is working correctly um, before you go and throw. So you may do your pre-warm-up routine, go through the, you know, and maybe it's lightly or whatever, um, based on the load of what the schools is. And then you go into the schools and then you go into throw. 
but you don't want to go and you know do once you find out that that warm-up routine doesn't work for you you obviously in most cases you can't scrap it you still have to do it but now you got to say okay what other things do i need to do so that my arm is ready so i don't hurt myself because what are you trying to do in most cases probably in tryouts especially if you're new you're going out there trying to go all out and throw hard right and so you got to make sure that you're ready and it's the same thing i guess i would say with you know track and field athletes and sprinters you know if anything that you've got to start to do full you know 100 percent effort then you've got to make sure your body's tuned up and you know a new warm-up may not do that so you've got to say okay you know what that warm-up didn't really work for me um how am i going to navigate this so i don't get hurt because hurt athletes don't play you said it hurt athletes don't play i like the fact you said tune up the body I hear this all the time, Aaron. Only got three, three, uh, three ground balls. Only got five cuts. That's not fair. And I go, well, did you do anything before you got those? Because, hey, <clears throat> I think trials are like a game, Aaron. It's a test, and you only get three cuts. That's like a game. You're I got a bat. You got three cuts to show what you can do. Right. And I think that's part of the test. I think athletes don't don't really think about in the trial thing. Trials are a test. Mm-hmm. It's not about, well, I didn't get a whole bunch of repetitions. It's not fair. The game, you you don't like, hey, can I get another pitch? <laughs> game. Can I get, hey, I struck out, but can I get a fourth pitch to see if I can yeah. hit? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Right. So I think these trials, athletes need to understand. I think you said it earlier preparation is the key to all of this and that's what gets you to where you need to be in that moment of of time where when that coach makes a decision you know and a a coach knows if an athlete's prepared it's not about hey and here's the other side of it i've heard this too well i got my I, i hit three line drives and i i and i i i filled every ground ball perfect but I'm not starting or I got cut and I'm like, well, what happened in between all that? Mm-hmm. You know, and that may go back to, you know, your demeanor, coachability. Um, who were you facing when you got those three line drives? Was the guy throwing hard, popping <laughs> it up there? I mean, all of that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the key you says preparation are, I, I believe that hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, you know, my thing is, you know, in parting, I would just say, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the process. Uh, if you're a newbie, you know, eyes open, ears open, mouth shut, and be prepared. Come prepared uh, for a lot of new young freshmen. They're not used to, you know, kind of being organized in terms of having all of their gear, you know, ready, uh, you know, having their water or whatever else they need to have, you know, you know, get yourself organized. Get yourself organized maybe the night before. Uh, for the upperclassmen, if you already know you're on the team, then, you know, I'm not saying coast, but don't do something stupid. You That's know, who you're trying to impress. A- again, and those are the guys I'm talking to uh, when I'm talking about, you know, some of this max lift stuff, some of this, you know, Max, okay, so you got the fastest 60, but at what extent <laughs> you tweaked your hamstring? You're already on the team, dude. 
Right. You know? Be smart. Yeah. So, you know, I would say look at the long game and maybe use that time to to hone more teammate and leadership skills mm. more than anything else. I like that. And I think that gets left on the table. I think if you're an upperclassman and you're trying to, you know, be impressive, you know, help that sophomore out there who's first time out there for that right. freshman and, and help them and be a leader. That's great points, Aaron. Great yeah. points. You know, be not just a benefit to the team, but, you know, to the program. Right, so. right. Well, with that said, Aaron, I think that kind of wraps up what we're going to talk about today, which is tryouts, tryouts, getting ready for tryouts. Uh, I'm going to hit back to a, uh, a subject that's coming up at the end of this month, February the 25th, navigating your travel ball athlete. That's with Aaron Thigpen and Eric Johnson, the brand and the source at Game Speed, 10 a.m. We are going to answer your questions and we're going to talk about travel ball industry. So with that said, this is the brand, Coach Eric Johnson. And this is the source, Aaron Thigpen. We'll see ya.